0: We saw this one coming. Jop Robinson is going to declare for the NFL Draft, plus three Penn State Nittany Lions enter the transfer portal. What this means for the team on an all-new Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Zach Seiko, bringing you all things and State Nittany Lions. You got to download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Well, two days of the transfer portal have come and gone. They're in the books, and lots and lots of players have entered their names, but not many Penn State Nittany Lions. Chop Robinson did declare for the NFL Draft. We're talking about all of that today and more. Andy Nikki's right-hand man is going to be joining the staff. And an update from Kansas' side of things about how Nikki leaving the Jayhawks has impacted the roster. Before we get to any of it, help out the channel. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcasts, let me know in the comments who you still expect Penn State to lose to the draft, to the transfer portal, who you think they need to bring in. We're going to discuss some names in the second segment, but we open up with Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson declares for the NFL draft, the first one to really make one of those statements, and this is no surprise here. Fully expected it, talked about it in previous episodes, put some posts on X about it, analyzing what this move means and why why it is happening. He's the number two edge, according to Pro Football Focus in in the draft rankings. You do not need to look any further than that. Chop Robinson's draft stock is very high. There's millions of dollars at stake. Of course, he could make so much money in NIL and staying at Penn State, but the NFL is a dream come true for all of these players, right? At least 99% of them, I would say. And for Chop Robinson, who is going to potentially go top 10 in the NFL draft for 2024, You do not pass that up in Penn State. Olu Fashnu, a different exception. Think back to Saquon Barkley, for example, right? The guys that Joey Porter Jr., guys that are definitely or should be surefire first-round picks. I know Joey Porter Jr. was selected 32nd overall in the second round of the draft by the Steelers. But Penn State encourages you. They tell you to go into the draft. That's the case for Chop Robinson here. Could we see Adisa Isaac opt out too? Uh, very likely. I think so. His draft stock is higher than it's ever been. More time for Zariah Fisher, Jamil Lyons, Amiyan Vanover. And yes, in addition to Deny Dennis Sutton, but I'm talking about guys that were truly more rotational players. Deny Dennis Sutton, essentially a co starter, kind of rotating back and forth, whether it was with Chop Robinson or Adisa Isaac. You really had three starting defensive ends on this Penn State team. But more, more opt outs, more transfer portal entries are, are on the way. Penn State, the way that they operate, they have a schedule, That that the way these things go. Players get essentially a designated day that they announce these big decisions. Each person gets the chance to make their announcements so that they have the day to themselves so it's not overshadowed by anybody else. um, Because I I fully think Chop knew, Chop Robinson knew that he was going to go into the NFL draft, which is why he was up first. So some people are still making their decisions and are probably going to be lower down the list. But day by day, we're going to hear about somebody entering the transfer portal, going into the NFL draft, stepping away from football, right? Any of those things could happen. But every Penn State player gets the respect to announce a a, a life-changing decision for them on a respective day. So you're not going to see four, five, six, seven players all say, I'm going to the draft. I'm going into the portal. I'm I'm retiring, right? Those kinds of things. Someone new, day by day, individually. Chop Robinson has to is is the first one here, and I think because he was the most obvious. Outside, I mean, of too, but Chop Robinson uh, definitely in this game. And and who knows? They might have looked at each other and said, you know what? I'm I'm going to go first, and you can go next, right? On to the transfer portal, though. Penn State has three players land uh, has put their names into the transfer portal to potentially move on here. And these players could technically come back, but I think they're going to be searching for new homes. Christian Driver, Alex Paquetta, Jace Tutty are those three names. However, I want to start with the transfer portal assessment here. Once again, Penn State is really good at retaining its own players. NIL, the NFL Draft, the transfer portal, and Penn State still is finding success, being able to re-recruit its own players. James Franklin and the staff, even though the staff is constantly changing, right, are very good at retaining guys. And I I am impressed. You look at Texas A&M, Michigan State, Indiana, everybody's abandoning ship, right? I get it. There were coaching changes, but that's why I have more evidence to that. What about Ohio State? What about Purdue, right? Purdue, Colorado. Notre Dame, Florida, dozens of names from those schools in the transfer portal, and all those coaches are returning. I find that pretty interesting. Penn State doesn't seem to have that issue. Chop Robinson going to the NFL makes sense. A lot of other guys that are going to be declaring for the draft makes sense. But you don't see on day one, day two, even before the portal opens up, there's this, there's this success with honor element to it, and Penn State. Just they they handle the transfer portal the right way. They do it to the best of their abilities. They allow it to complement the program rather than it being a means to an end or a means to a beginning. And that is the right way to run your program. Other schools do that too. I gotta compliment Michigan. They're not habit. I know they're in a playoff, so it's a different story. But Clemson doesn't really have a lot of opt outs either. A lot of or a lot of transfer portal entries. I should say, Dabo Sweeney does a good job of that too. Now that's got to translate into actual tangible wins. You know, you can only give yourself so much credit for doing that unless you're going to win games, right? So now on to those players, Christian Driver, Alex Paquetta, and Jace Tutty. We'll start with Driver because he's the most recognizable here. Uh, Son of Donald Driver, former Packers wide receiver. Great. A great friend of James Franklin. That's a huge reason why Christian probably committed to Penn State in the first place because Franklin and Driver have an incredible relationship. In potential transfers, Driver and, frankly, most of the wide receiver room uh, was on watch to enter the transfer portal because we understand that wide receivers coach Marcus Haggins is going to make some sweeping changes here. Driver never really established himself, started as a defensive back, was recruited as a, as a safety, moved around safety. And then switched over to wide receiver and he said, well, I'm going to switch there because my dad played wide receiver and I and I played that position as well, even though he was mainly a defensive back to start. People change positions all the time, just never really found a home, never really found a spot. He did see some playing time, but not really a whole lot. And and I think he's looking for a fresh start here. Maybe he moves back to he's from He played high school football in Texas. Maybe he moves back to Wisconsin. Uh, Donald Driver has, has a home in that area. I'm not saying that the Badgers are going to recruit him, but it is a possibility that he could go back to areas he is familiar with uh, and maybe drop down to a group of five. Just never really broke through on that depth chart that had uh, a wide receiver, just wide receiver spots that were open and readily available to go and win, and, and Driver really never made that impression. For Alex Paquetta, this one is surprising only to the extent that he did not live up to the potential. He was one of the best punning recruits in the nation just a couple of years ago and never lived up to the hype, never lived up to the expectations. He was supposed to be that next star punter, and, and it never panned out. He was looked over in favor of the transfer portal because Jordan Stout moves on, and it's okay. Alex Baquetta's turn, trained with guys like Blake Gilligan. Everything seemed to point to Baquetta as the future and Penn State elected to go with Riley Thompson out of the portal. And Thompson won the battle, and and there really wasn't a battle. Uh, Thompson won it convincingly. And when the opportunities were there on the field, because Penn State did allow him to punt in certain opportunities, I remember a botched snap, some shanked punts. It really just was not pretty for Bequetta. I still think he has all the potential in the world, but Penn State might have sat down with him end of the season meetings and said, hey, we're going to go in a different direction here. Riley Thompson might even be coming back. Riley Thompson, even though he's one of the older players on the team, technically does have eligibility because he played Australian football. He's only played two seasons of college football, one at Florida Atlantic and now one at Penn state. So even though he is listed as an academic academic senior, he does have football eligibility played at Deakin university for the Australian football. I do want to make a note of that. Maybe Thompson will appreciate that, but uh, Thompson could return and or Penn State could try its hand at the transfer portal again, or maybe they have a recruit in waiting that they believe is better than Baquetta. I think Baquetta wants to play next season, and that is why he is on his way out. Last but not least, Jace Tuddy, the third name he was a preferred run on. He was not on scholarship, never recorded any stats, but he was on the team. Did did play on special teams, but like I said, never recorded any statistics. Practice squad, special teams standout. And he he wants to play, and there just really wasn't a spot for him on on the team, whether as a defensive back or even a special teams player. I mean, that's just as competitive. Um, so I I wish them all nothing but the best of luck. They just didn't. There was just not enough space for them on the depth chart going into 2024. And just to clarify, players that are in the transfer portal do not play in the bowl game. So essentially, look at these. Uh, someone like a Christian Driver maybe could have seen a few snaps in, in a bowl game hypothetically, depending on what Keondra Lambert-Smith wants to do, right? Or Dante Cephas, we still don't know, Like I said, day by day, we're going to get an update for each and every one that does have a question to mark about their future at Penn State. Well, speaking of futures at Penn State, which players could decide that they want a future at Penn State that are currently not on campus, not in Happy Valley? Well, we have some updates on important players that people need to watch out for, for the Nittany Lions, and we'll discuss that in just a moment. I want to tell you about one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Game Time. You got to download the Game Time app because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy, theater, all the events near you. Now, what are some things that I like about the Game Time app experience? I've used Game Time app myself, and you get the last minute tickets, but you get flash deals on top of those last-second tickets, it's easy to find and buy tickets in your area for whatever event you're looking for. And my favorite feature, you never have to second-guess what tickets you're getting because you can see the view from the seats that you're looking at before you buy. So when you get to the venue, you're not you're not curious or you're not second-guessing yourself what that view, what that point of view is going to be look like, looking like at the event. Lowest price guarantee along with event cancellation protection. GamePlace is, is the place to get last-second deals on everything from football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And the Locked On Podcast Network is proud of this one. Locked On has launched the first ever national 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24 7 sports streaming channel. Let's look at some updates for the transfer portal. Now a few names that Penn state has offered some speculation as what they are going to do uh, with the available players and just the craziness of the first two days of the transfer portal, trying to condense this down into this second segment before we talk about the analyst changes on Penn state staff in the final segment here, Chris Mitchell, FIU wide receiver, Florida international already makes his decision. I can't believe how quickly this was, but this is Chris Chris Mitchell is the older brother of John Mitchell. John Mitchell, some of you might know the everydayers might remember him because he is a cornerback commit in the class of 2024 for Penn state. Well, we would think family matters here, right? Not in this case, uh, really, really successful season at FIU this past year but already committed to the Fighting Irish. And the Fighting Irish have had a lot of uh, changes themselves with the dozens of names that have gone into the transfer portal over there. This one certainly does not make sense to me. Now, there was no reported offer by Mitchell, but like I said, the the change came so fast, it was in the portal for a matter of days and and moves from FIU to Notre Dame. But uh, interestingly enough, there was no official offer reported from Mitchell. So maybe Penn State did not like him because they did offer a few other wide receivers that we're going to talk about. I just find that so interesting that your little brother is going to Penn State. He's verbally committed right now. And older brother is going to go to Notre Dame. That's I really don't have any further comment than that. I just find it I just thought that would be one of the reasons that you would get another wide receiver here in this case. Let's move on to another name in the transfer portal, and that is Jamori Macklin. And some people might recognize him, especially Pennsylvania football fans, because he is the cousin of Eagles star wide receiver, former star wide receiver, Jeremy Macklin. How about that? North Texas green machine football player. Absolute stud, honestly, in in group five, 57 receptions, 1,004 yards receiving, 11 touchdowns, averaging 17.6 yards per catch. Absolutely shattering anything Penn State did at the wide receiver spot. Now he has tons of offers. I think he has over 30 of them and they're all competitive. So Penn State is not the only one that is interested in Jamori Macklin here. Uh, Macklin did report an offer from Penn State and Penn State was one of the first to offer him. So maybe that has some good standing, but uh, I like Macklin a lot. Not only did he produce, but he was in a high-powered North Texas offense. North Texas didn't play a lot of defense, but they sure played some good offense, and they could score at will. Jamory Macklin, hopefully, I, I, he reminds me a little bit of Mitchell Tinsley in this case. Western Kentucky had a similar setup, feature wide receiver. Macklin, kind of the same thing if Looking for a, if you're looking for a comparable player in this case. I would say Macklin and Mitchell Tinsley kind of fit in the same category here. But we don't know, right? We've seen Mitchell Tinsley had a good season. Dante Cephas, a disappointing season. So how much better would Maury Macklin be with the bar? And that's why Penn State is offering another wide receiver here, Josh Kelly, and this is a power five wide receiver recruit out of the transfer portal, Josh Kelly of veterans. Notice how Penn State is targeting veteran players with lots of college football experience. Josh Kelly, 61 receptions, 200, not 61 receptions, 923 yards, eight touchdowns, an average of 15.1 yards per catch, out of Washington State. Five foot nine, shifty slot receiver. Okay, Codelnicki's offense is going to be coming in next season, right? Does this fit the type that he wants to do? And I yes, because for Kansas's offense that we've seen, they like to spread out the defense and go very horizontal to start before really attacking you vertically. So it starts with the horizontal spread and then extending the plays that way. This would be an excellent get out of the transfer portal, Power 5 experience, played a lot of college football, has reported an offer from Penn State and only has one more year of college football eligibility left. He is from California, so maybe this one is a little tough to convince him to move to the other end of the country and he, the Penn State is not the only school that is targeting him, so they they have some stiff competition. Other names to know about, Aeneas Peebles out of Duke and Alan Heron out of Shorter University. Uh, Peebles is a defensive tackle. Peebles was a career backup at Duke, but did play in 35 games. Veteran, experienced one more year of eligibility and considered one of the top defensive tackles in the transfer portal. Penn State does have a visit lined up with him next week from what we've heard. And Penn State could have a serious need here at defensive tackle if and when both Devon Ellies and Hakeem Beeman leave. Uh, They still technically have eligibility, but they might have just outgrown college football. As for Heron, he's a Division II offensive tackle. I see this move as more of a depth piece, maybe create some competition and see uh, what he can bring to the football field here but shorter university was not very good this past season at the division 2 level 3 and 8 so this will be a drastic leap forward but if penn state is offering him that means they see something in allen Heron. that's that's all i'm going to say i'm going to trust the judgment of james franklin and phil troutwine and any colonnicky is an offensive line tight ends specialist so uh, he's going to have a lot of influence here in this case so Haron If Penn State's interested in him, then we all should be interested in him, right? So, how about those first two days of the transfer portal officially in the books? And all I can say is, wow, that's really that's really all I can say. Kyle McCord, the starting quarterback of the Ohio State University, I don't know, I even want to call him that on this show, but the starting quarterback at a top power five school is in the portal. I don't think that's his decision. Dante Moore linked to Michigan, transferring from UCLA, even though Chip Kelly's sticking around and he was supposed to be the starter, but so many quarterback issues going on there. Kyle McCord's been linked to Nebraska, been rumored to Rutgers. Dante Moore is from Michigan, so I I would not like that one. Dante Moore to Michigan is is not ideal here. But then Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma, like I said, let me know in the comments your biggest surprise of the transfer portal. I think there are going to be more. But it's the fact of so many big names, especially guys who were presumed starters. Kyle McCord, returning starter quarterback, starting quarterback at Ohio State. Dante Moore, supposedly set to start at UCLA next season. Dylan Gabriel, the starter this year. I know Jackson Arnold's there, the five star phenom. I know that. So, what conversations are being had that push these guys into the portal? Competition? Are you telling me these guys are afraid of competition? Is that something? And everybody wants to complain about Drew Aller and Bo Prevula. But man, the first sign of adversity and these guys are jumping into the portal, especially veteran players like Dylan Gabriel. I don't know. I, I find it really, really intriguing. I understand group five players that are looking to get the most out of their college football careers, have the chance to advance and go play power five football or players that just didn't normally fit in. But Moore, McCord, Gabriel are all starters. And now they're leaving. So I don't don't know what the story is there, but I guess we will find out more as time goes on. Penn State is making some changes to its analysts on the coaching staff. One leaves, and the spot is immediately filled. Ola Adams is the Penn State analyst that is going to be moving on. We'll discuss the move in just a moment. Let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easier to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs than add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills. And experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates if you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And in this final segment, let's discuss Ola Adams leaving and Andy Kotelnicki's right-hand man coming in to fill that vacancy. I got to say, losing the defensive analyst in Adams is a big deal. It is. I I don't think that anybody should look past as well. He's just an analyst. How important could he be? Penn State would have promoted him. Well, there's a lot of valuable guys on the staff. Ola Adams is taking the defensive backs job with Indiana. So, oh, we're already seeing the impact of new Indiana head coach Kirk Signetti taking a coach, a valuable asset to Penn State staff, away. So it's not like Adams went to a different conference. He's staying in the Big Ten, and Indiana knows just how valuable he is. He's going to work with the defensive backs. But you, the reason this move is made is because Indiana can give him a raise since he's going to be an on-the-field coach. On-the-field coaching responsibilities as an analyst, you do a lot more behind-the-scenes work and the prestige of it. You are now a position coach at a power five school, right? Uh, Adams is a smart mind. I got to admit this one stings. I think this is similar to when Penn State lost Ken Wisenhunt to Alabama. These guys have been around college football and, and pro football at that with Wisenhunt. But for Adams, Adams was the former defensive coordinator at Villanova. So not only do you have the minds of Terry Smith, Manny Diaz, Anthony Poindexter, right? have guys behind the scenes working with you game planning strategizing like Adams who have been there yes at a different level of FCS but knows how to operate at the division one college level he's called defenses he understood analysts matter just because they don't have an on-field role don't don't discredit them it does not mean that they do not contribute and I think in this case Adams contributed a lot I'm not saying the defense is going to have a complete makeover because his presence is not there. But you're going to have to find a way to make up for that uh, in this case. But Penn State wasted no time filling that vacated role because now you have Andy Kotelnicki's right-hand man. That's the way that he was described. These are not words. These are not my words. They're everybody else's. Bill Kweisert, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Bill Kweisert is Kotelnicki's right-hand man at Kansas. He is going to be following Kotelnicki to Happy Valley. Listed as an analyst on the staff, what was also an assistant coach to the tight ends and the offensive line. I say the more the merrier, the more that you can continue to build up the offense with Penn State, who has seen so much progress at the offensive line spots. So now, yes, you're losing a piece of the defense there, but you're getting an offensive analyst that is going to understand how to make the run game more effective, to get better out of pass protection, to utilize the tight ends more. I am all for this move. So this will immensely benefit what Phil Troutline is already doing with an offensive line that, yes, is going to see some changes, but does have a lot of talent waiting in the wings here and then tight ends. I mean, Theo Johnson, I anticipate, is going to go on to the NFL. Tyler Warren, I expect him to return. But when you think of Tyler Warren, five-star recruit in Luke Reynolds, Andrew Raplier, Khalil Dinkins. You get another strong influence at both of these spots where Penn State can already capitalize on a strength. So this is the member, because we talked about this, what, what members of Kansas's staff or somewhere else was Andy Nicky going to bring a friend, bring a buddy, right? <laughs> bring a buddy in this case, and this is how it works out because you had the vacancy. You didn't have to fire anyone to, to make room for Kwiser. And while we're on the topic of Kansas football, an interesting update here. According to Derek Johnson, we had him on as a special guest for Locked On Jayhawks. Coming out of Kansas's camp, uh, this could be seen as a bad thing here. But none of the Kansas players or commits are going to follow Nikki to Penn State. And I think this can be looked at as one of two ways. So I appreciate Derek Johnson for providing me the update uh, from Locked On Jayhawks here but all of the players are going to stay committed and not enter the transfer portal, or even the players that are committed in the class of 2024 flip over to Penn State. One of them notably a high-end, tight-end commit, and Penn State is always usually searching for two tight-end commits in the class. In any respective recruiting class, they're only getting Luke Ren. I say that only getting a five-star recruit, right? But this can be looked at in two ways. The bad, that, well, what kind of relationships did Kotal Nicky have at Kansas? Why are... Why aren't any of the players following him to Penn State? Why aren't any of the commits? How strong were those relationships actually? The, is it Lance Leipold and Kodel Nikki doesn't really have that same sort of influence? Or the way that I look at it is that maybe because Penn State's roster is just too good, maybe there aren't any available spots for can't now you could argue wide receiver, right? But tight ends, offensive line, the tight end recruit that's committed to Kansas's class of 2024. There's not really any space for those guys to totally flip their decisions here. Wide receiver is one thing, but Andy Koenig's specialty when it comes to position groups is offensive line and tight ends. So Penn State is very stout in both of those position groups. So I, I think this is a, this isn't this can be looked as a negative looked at as a negative thing. I somewhat see it as a good thing because that means Penn State's roster doesn't have a lot of holes in it. that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I appreciate every one of you checking out this episode. Like the episode. Comment your thoughts on the transfer portal and who Penn State should be targeting at this point in time. Help out the channel. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast to follow for more Penn State content. And we're going to welcome back on Pat Korbler in an upcoming episode to continue to talk about and discuss the transfer portal. It'll all be right here. Unlocked on, on Nittany Lions.